0: all things new orleans saints this is who dat discussion powered by overtime media what is up who nation welcome into another regular season edition of the who discussion as always i am your host andrew Galata. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew Galata, and then also you can follow the podcast on Twitter at the Who Dat Dis. And this is going to be another interesting preview episode here at the Who Dat Discussion as the Saints will take on the Carolina Panthers. And it just seems like with the Saints, the news never stops; it's never a dull moment, and that continued on Friday when Saints receiver Emmanuel Sanders will be out Sunday after testing positive for COVID-19. He's going to be on the COVID-19 reserve list as well. And before we get into the implications this has on the Saints, I wanted to start off by saying thoughts and prayers go out to Emmanuel Sanders and the Sanders family, as again, we just want him to get well soon as quickly as possible. And this even goes beyond football and on the football field. You know, Emmanuel Sanders is a father, a husband, and again, we want to get him back to full health as quick as possible as this really, again, goes beyond football. You know, this virus is serious, and we just want to wish him the best and hopefully he gets better as soon as possible. And again, this is something that I feel like a lot of NFL teams are dealing with, and now the Saints are just another one of those teams. And it's just going to be definitely interesting to see how this all plays out for the Saints as now they are out with their number two receiver. And obviously, Michael Thomas, he won't play in this game as well. So now your top two receivers will be out going into this game. Again, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how the Saints handle that. Definitely a heavy dose of Alvin Kamara. Hopefully a heavy dose of Latavius Murray as well. Jared Cook will definitely be in the fold. Traquan Smith. It's definitely going to be interesting to see how all of that works out. Also, one more thing I do want to add was Kenny Crawley was placed on the COVID-19 reserve list, but he tested negative. So I guess it's just because of he was in close contact with Sanders, and I guess that's why they wanted to just be sure and put him on that list. And there were 20 other players that the Saints identified to like test further, and all of them tested negative. So that's obviously really good that it is only one player with Sanders. And I think he did it very, very responsibly. He said he kind of knew how he got it. So he didn't come in to the Saints facility. And that was obviously really, I think, big to kind of stop the spread. Because again, I feel like, look, if you know that you're sick and you know that um, you possibly could have it, doing those things, not only in the football field, but in everyday life, that's obviously really big at, you know, this time in this crazy 2020 year. And again, I feel like right now, hopefully this doesn't grow, and then we'll be able to play Sunday and everything. And it seems like that's going to be the case. It seems like the Saints did a really good job at the protocols and following them. So if a player did contract the virus outside of the facility, there would be enough protocols in place that those things didn't spread. And it seems like, at least for today, on I'm recording this on Saturday, so it seems like at least from Friday to Saturday, there was no spread as the Saints were all clear On Saturday, which is very, very good and definitely encouraging news to the team playing on Sunday. So again, just wanted to say thoughts and prayers go out to Emmanuel Sanders and definitely wishing for him to get well soon as quickly as possible. But now we are going to jump into the notes for the Saints-Panthers game and we're just going to get right into it starting off with what Vegas is saying, what ESPN's matchup predictor is saying, And we're going to start off here that the Saints are 7-point favorites to win this game. And again, I think that's very encouraging, especially against a division opponent with all these injuries. Being 7-point favorites is definitely very good. And then also ESPN's matchup predictor, which is according to ESPN's FPI, gives the Saints a 69% chance to win, which is obviously really good. So it seems like Vegas and the analytics and the matchup predictors are saying that the Saints should win this game. So now moving over to kind of setting up this preview with what happened last week. So the Saints obviously had a bye week last week. In week five, they had a thrilling win over the Chargers, which I bet we'll talk about like what happened in that game throughout this preview as it was definitely some good things, some bad things. You kind of get gifted a win because of a missed field goal, but I feel like you see the offense is starting to hum. The defense is still struggling in those situational areas. But look, that last situational area, they were able to come up big and clinch this game for the Saints. So that was obviously very good. Saints did just enough in that game. So that was obviously really interesting. The Saints are coming off of a two-game winning streak, well-rested. Things are definitely boding well for this team. I really do believe that going into this crucial three-game stretch here. And for the Panthers, it seemed like things were going well. They won three straight games. But then last week, they didn't look too good as they were taken down by the Bears 23-16. This was really the first game for Teddy Bridgewater in a Panthers uniform that he just didn't look so hot. 16-29, of 29, 216 yards, and two interceptions. So that was definitely not a good game for him. The Bears really did a good job at stymieing him. I think that really, they kind of maybe set up a playbook a little bit to kind of how to stop Bridgewater and this offense. And I think that's something that's very interesting to see on Sunday because Joe Brady definitely has a link with Sean Payton and they run similar offenses. So the Saints, knowing that offense, will they be able to stop it? Will they be able to stop Bridgewater? They kind of know how Bridgewater plays. That's something that I definitely want to kind of shed light on. And I I think that may be something really big. Like how good does this Saints defense already know this Panthers offense, especially... When you know you have kind of a Sean Payton disciple in there with Joe Brady, so to me that is definitely really interesting there. Going over to the team stats here, starting off with the offensive ones for the Saints. They're twelfth in yards, fifth in points, while the Panthers are eleventh in yards and twenty-third in points. And I do think this is kind of interesting because the Saints are putting up points, and I think people forget that the Saints. Have scored over 30 points a game this year which is something that look fifth in the league that's more than the Chiefs that's more than the Baltimore Ravens that's more than the Buffalo Bills that's more than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who just added Antonio Brown which is very very interesting in its own right and definitely a kind of a separate talking point that I bet we'll get into if not this episode in a few episodes when the Saints go up against the Buccaneers here and really the Saints are I think really starting to hit their stride and I feel like That's why we've seen the kind of uptick in the Saints yard rankings over the last few weeks, because if you've been following this podcast for a while, the Saints were not in the bottom of the league, but they were definitely like kind of in that average point of the league to like below average point in the league with yards per game. But now they're 12th, which is definitely respectable, especially when you're fifth in points. Like I really feel like this offense is starting to hum and they're converting and it seems like really Drew Brees looks fine. I think once they get all these weapons back, it's going to definitely start to hum And again, I think it's definitely going to be hard to win this week, especially without your two top receivers. But again, I feel like the Saints' offense is starting to hit its stride. So that's really what I have to say there. I mean, with the Panthers, I think this is interesting because they're 11th in yards, more than the Saints. They are kind of gaining more yards than the Saints, but 23rd in points. So they're not converting. So that's something definitely to look out on. The Saints, obviously, in the red zone have been just god-awful. And maybe this is the game they turn it around as the Panthers are gaining a lot of yards, but not scoring a lot of points. That means they are not converting in the red zone. So, again, maybe the Saints can kind of right the ship against a team that's had some struggles here. So, again, probably one of the two is going to have to give, and we're going to see which one gives on Sunday. And moving it over to the defense, I mean, you see the Panthers' offense gaining a lot of yards and then not scoring a lot of points. Well, the Saints are not allowing a lot of yards. They're eighth in yards, but they're 24th in points. So the Saints obviously aren't doing good in the red zone one of them's got to give as I was just saying so I mean that's definitely something that look the situational football has not been good and that's why the Saints are 24th in points even though they're top 10 in the league in yards so that's definitely something to look at there and then for the Panthers kudos to this defense because coming into the year without Luke Keekly a lot of people did not expect them to do very good and they're 11th in yards and 13th in points That is not so bad. I mean, it could have been a lot worse. Now, they've had their struggles against running backs, which is why I think Alvin Kamara is going to have a big day in this one. But overall, I feel like this secondary, which wasn't supposed to be good coming into the year, has been really, really solid. So, again, that's good stuff for them. We're going to get into all of that just a little bit later. But, hey, you got to give it off to this Panthers defense. A lot of people have been saying Teddy Bridgewater. And I think he's played great. But I think people overlook how good this Panthers defense has been this season. So that's definitely something... To look at there and then finally we're going to flip it over here to the injury report so as we were saying earlier in the podcast Emmanuel Sanders and Ken Crawley were placed on the COVID-19 reserve list so definitely best well witches to Emmanuel Sanders as we really want him to get well soon thoughts and prayers for him and then Ken Crawley he did test negative for COVID-19 but I guess because he was in close proximity to Emmanuel Sanders, they wanted to just be sure and put him on this list. But just other injuries besides the uh, the COVID complications for the Saints, Michael Thomas is out going into this game. Nick Easton is out going into this game with a concussion, and their special teams ace JT Gray is questionable. But everyone else is a full go without a des- injury designation. Excuse me, going into this game. So I think that's obviously really, really big for this Saints team as, again, I feel like coming out of the bye, they're definitely a little more healthy. So that's something definitely that is good there. And then moving over to the Panthers, they kind of have their own COVID scare here with Russell Douglas being placed on the COVID list. So that's definitely something that's interesting. He's not going to play on Sunday. He's their cornerback too, and he's actually played really well this season. He's a former Eagle, but he also is on the COVID-19 list so that's definitely something to look out for with the Panthers. But the good news is, is that their kicker, Joey Sly, and their tackle, Trenton Brown, are now off the COVID-19 reserve list. So that's obviously amazing news for the Panthers to get two guys off. Definitely stinks to put one guy on there. But um, again, for both of these teams, we just want all the players that you know have been affected by COVID-19 to get well soon. And thoughts and prayers go out to all of them. It doesn't really matter what team you're on, you know, Again, it goes beyond football, as I was saying, and we just really want to get these guys back in healthy, so again, that's really what it is for the Panthers, because they actually have no players out going into this game. They didn't roll any players out because of an injury in this game, so that's definitely something to look at, and definitely something to see that they're definitely pretty healthy. Now, they do have four questionables, and starting off with former St. Eli Apple, who practiced in full all three days, but he's questionable going into this game with a hamstring injury, but he's probably going to be their cornerback number two. So again, the Saints won't have all the wide receiving depth to go up against Eli Apple, but it's going to be his return to the Saints. That's obviously going to be pretty interesting there. Then moving over to their cornerback one, who practiced limited all three days, Dante Jackson. And he has a toe injury. He's going to be questionable going into this game. He's played really well as their cornerback one. So again, if he can't go, that would definitely hurt for the Panthers. So that's definitely something to look out for. And then guard John Miller, he has an ankle injury. He didn't practice Thursday and Friday, so I'd be surprised if he plays, but he is questionable going into this one. And then speedster receiver Curtis Samuel, he has a knee injury. He was limited all three practices this week, and he's going to be questionable. So again, if he can't go, that would definitely hurt Teddy Bridgewater and the Panthers offense. But that is going to wrap up our notes segment and our injury report here for this Saints versus Panthers game. Now we are going to move it over to our intriguing matchups, starting off with our first one here with the Saints receivers versus the Panthers secondary. That's played really, really well, as I was saying earlier. And why do I think this is a big matchup? Because even though the Saints are definitely going to lean on Alvin Kamara in this game, and rightfully so, they're going to have to have some big plays by Breeze. They're going to need some Big clutch catches from Traquan Smith, Marquise Callaway, Deontay Harris. And look, there's not a lot of depth here for the Saints. I mean, without your top two receivers, star receivers, and you know, you're know you going to have Traquan Smith, Marquise Callaway, Deontay Harris, and then you're probably going to have to call up a few guys from the practice squad here in this game. I think Austin Carr is kind of the clear favorite. He's on the practice squad, and I think the Saints really like him. I think Drew Brees likes him to play in the slot. So that's, to me, kind of interesting here. I mean, he's had some experience in this offense and he's caught touchdowns from Breeze. So I could definitely see him coming up and like catching a touchdown. I could definitely see that. But I feel like for the three receivers right now that are on the roster with Traquan Smith, Marquise Callaway, and Deontay Harris, I feel like the main contributor is going to have to be Smith and Smith's going to have to have a big game. And we've seen him definitely contribute. We've seen him have big games, but then we've seen him just completely get shut out. And we've seen him, you know, kind of crack here from time to time, just a very, very inconsistent player, and the Saints are going to need him to step up in this game as the wide receiver one. Now, look, going up against a good cornerback in Dante uh, Jackson, excuse me there, so that's going to be definitely something to look at as, you know, he's played really well this season, and Traquan's going to have to kind of bear down and make some big catches in traffic, which I think he's, again, another, you know, kind of inconsistent skill that he has. So, again, it's going to be interesting to see how this all works out, But again, I think you're going to need a big day from Traquan Smith in this game. And it may not even be big, like over 100 yards. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about making, even if it's two or three big catches for first downs or touchdowns, I think he's going to have to make those plays. And it kind of reminds me of that Detroit Lions game. He's going to have to make some big plays in this one if the Saints want to go out and win. And again, I feel like he definitely could. And I mean, I definitely could see him not making some big plays as well. But again, that's definitely something I want to look out for with Traquan Smith and also Marquise Callaway as I think he's starting to come on as a receiver in this offense. I think that he's actually a good player to have on this offense because he's kind of a big, body. am not going to call him a big body receiver, but definitely a bigger receiver and, you know, he could fly. And when you have those two skills, again, that's a mold that, you know, you can definitely work with and build. And I, I feel like Callaway for the Saints, he's a guy that I really want to see in this game because I think he could kind of be that like no-name Saints receiver that comes up like no-name to the national media coming up and just having a really big game and, you know, propelling the Saints to victory. I can definitely see that. And then Deontay Harris, I feel like there is definitely gonna, going to be a play, excuse me, where Taysom Hill's that quarterback and he's going to throw a deep ball to Deontay Harris. I can almost guarantee it. I mean, because the Saints are going to have to use his speed as, look, he can fly. And I I think also in the receiving game, but also in the returning game, I think the Saints are going to have to have a big game from Deontay Harris, as they definitely want him to make some plays. So that's definitely going to be something that is very interesting to look out for. Also on the Saints practice squad, besides Austin Carr, is Tommy Lee Lewis, which, I mean, look, he's a player that, would I expect him to be on an active roster, on the Saints active roster? At any point this season, no, but now there's a possibility. So that's something that is very interesting there. And then Jawan Johnson, he's also on the Saints practice squad and he's a rookie kind of blocker type guy. So that's going to be something to look at as well. But I feel like as good as the Panthers secondary has played with Rasul Douglas, who's not going to be in this game, he's on the COVID reserve list, but he's played really good. Dante Jackson has played really good this season as the number one corner. He's really stepped up in the absence of James Bradbury, who signed with the Giants. And he's also had a really good season in New York. So that's definitely something to look at as well. So Opposite Deontay or Dante Jackson, excuse me, it's going to be Eli Apple and Troy Pride. And both of those guys, well, Eli Apple hasn't played yet this season, but Troy Pride has kind of struggled in that role. So we're going to see what he can do. Maybe he can have a bounce back week or a bounce back few weeks here to start the season. He's a rookie. I I did think he was good and I feel like he had a lot of potential in the draft. And I, I feel like he's a guy that's obviously still has that potential, just hasn't been able to kind of build that in the first five games of the season or six games for the Panthers. So That's definitely something to look at. And then Eli Apple, I feel like we kind of know who he is (laughs) against, you know, the Saints in this game coming in because we've obviously seen a lot of them. You're going to see some ups. You're going to see some downs. I feel like the Saints could definitely take advantage of that situation opposite uh, Dante Jackson. So that's definitely something to look at. But I feel like the Saints, even though they're going to lean on Alvin Kamara and they're probably going to lean on Jared Cook as well, maybe even Adam Troutman, excuse me. But I feel like this definitely is going to be a really crucial game for a guy like Traquan Smith and Marquise Calloway. I feel like Breeze is going to give them opportunities to make some big catches in big situations. And I don't know. I feel like they're going to come through. I just have that feeling. Maybe I'm just too used to, like, Drew Breeze making something out of nothing. But I I do feel like this week the Saints are going to get it done from this receiving core. I don't know if they're going to win this game, but I feel like they're going to get it done from this offense. I think this offense will be just fine. And is it an uphill battle? Yes, for sure. But I feel like the Saints could definitely get it done in this game. And I mean, I'm not going to say the Saints are going to win this game right now. I'm going to get into my obviously prediction later. But I feel like it's not going to be they're not going to lose because of this offense. I think this offense keeps on humming. I think they score over 30 points. And I I feel like this is going to be a game where they're able to have some success. That's just my opinion. I think a lot of it has to do with Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray. But I could definitely see it there. So that's something that is big there. Moving over to our second intriguing matchup, it's going to be Teddy Bridgewater versus his former team. And Teddy's played good this season. I mean, look, he's a guy that I'm definitely rooting for as, look, he's just a great guy, and you want to see him have some success. Now, it does stink that he's having success with a division rival, but I feel like, look, if you're a Saints fan, he gave you really five amazing weeks, and he was just a great teammate. You saw that just how good of a guy he is. So you definitely want to see him have some success, and he's had some success this season. I mean, he is eighth in yards. And he's been able to really have some success moving the ball down the field for the Panthers. I mean, he does only have six touchdowns to five interceptions. That's definitely something that he's going to have to work on. And I think a lot of that has to do with kind of their red zone efficiency as, look, they've only thrown six passing touchdowns to five interceptions. Like, that's something that you definitely want to see more of. I mean, Breeze, which a lot of people have said he struggled, Breeze has nine touchdowns. And he's only played five games. He's played one less game than Bridgewater and has three more touchdowns. So that's something that, to me, is something that he's going to have to work on. But the yards have been there. The completion percentage has been there. He's at 70.9. So again, I feel like he's definitely going to have to have a good game if the Panthers are going to win. But I feel like this is definitely something to look at, especially this Saints secondary just hasn't been good this season. I mean, there's no other way you can put it as really everywhere you've seen struggles And I feel like Bridgewater could definitely take advantage of that. But the good thing is that the Saints are getting Janora Shankins back. Marshawn Lattimore is going to be in there as well. So you're going to have your two, you know, your top two cornerback combo in there. That's really big for the Saints. You're going to have really your whole secondary back in full and healthy, which is something that is obviously really great because we saw two weeks ago. I mean, it looked like this secondary was completely depleted. And now kind of they're back ready to go here. And that's something that I think is really big. And. That's a matchup I want to see because, look, the Saints have had struggles, but you're hoping that bye week and being back fully healthy, they were able to definitely fix some of these situational problems because it's stuff like penalties, Renzo defense, two-minute drill defense, giving up big plays, play action. It's all the same stuff, and it should be easy to defend, and the Saints just haven't done it. So I feel like hopefully that bye week really helped the Saints. And honestly, I think it did. It's going to be an interesting matchup. I think the Panthers will put up points. I think they're going to put up a decent amount of points. But can the Saints defense do just enough? Bridgewater has thrown five interceptions this season. Can the Saints finally get another interception? They only have three all season. So can they get another interception? Can they get a turnover? I think that's going to be big. And I feel like a lot of those penalties and a lot of those you know touchdowns in the red zone, they could be masked by interceptions by fumbles stuff like that i think could really help the saints team and again i think bridgewater has played really well and he's played very efficient up to this point but five interceptions six touchdowns i feel like that's something the saints could definitely kind of hone in on and i feel like one of these weaknesses is going to have to kind of shine through like one of these teams is going to be really good in the red zone and i think maybe it's going to come down that'll be the difference in this one will the saints be better in the red zone on the defense or will the panthers offense kind of break through and bridgewater will be able to throw some touchdowns here so That's definitely something to look at there. And then our last intriguing matchup is going to be all about Alvin Kamara versus this Panthers front seven, as Alvin Kamara has been, to me, one of the best running backs in football this year, 676 scrimmage yards, seven touchdowns, 99 touches, only five games. I mean, this is just crazy. I mean, he's been, that's how good he's been. He's just been absolutely outstanding. And right now, I mean, you wouldn't be surprised if he came out and was around. If he can keep this pace up, it'd be over 1,800 all-purpose yards, which is just crazy. And I feel like he's going to have a huge game against this Panthers front seven, as really right now, the Panthers front seven has not played well this season. There really isn't one player that like sticks out to me and like, oh, I'm really scared of him and stopping Alvin Kamara. I mean, Tahir Whitehead isn't bad. I mean, Shaq Thompson we've seen in the past, but... He's always had like a guy like Luke Keekley right next to him, which definitely makes you a lot better. But I feel like overall, these linebackers, this whole front seven hasn't been that good. I mean, you're just looking at of what the Panthers have done overall here this season. And again, their run defense has been under 35 in PFF grades three times. And that's really bad. Like if you're under 35, like you're getting you're losing the team the game. Like that's how bad you are. And they were under 35 three times in these PFF grades. And I know PFF isn't everything. But when you're under by that much, that's something that I feel like the Saints could definitely take advantage of with Alvin Kamara and then also Latavius Murray. I mean, this front seven just isn't that great right now. And they've definitely hurt from it. I mean, a lot of people thought their secondary wasn't going to be so good. But it's really been their front seven that's definitely just not been so good right now. Because you're just looking at their linebackers to hear Whitehead has played really bad here, according to PFF. Now, he's a player that has had some success in the past, but 27.4 is definitely just not a good grade. Shaq Thompson, and we've definitely seen him play better in the past, 57.6. I mean, that's all definitely not some good stuff there. And then they play a lot of three safety looks like the Saints, Justin Burris, Trey Boston, and then Jeremy Chin, who's kind of that Teron Matthew kind of linebacker slash safety. And he hasn't played that great as well. A lot of up and down play from him as a rookie, so I feel like right now with this kind of linebacking group, but then also you're looking at your interior isn't great either. Rookie Derek Brown, who they picked really early in the draft, he only has a 51.7 grade, so he hasn't looked that great. Uh, Quan Short, he's on IR, so they won't even see him with the Saints. I feel like right now, this group definitely can be beat here, and I think the Saints are going to run a lot of 21 personnel. They're going to pound the ball down this Panthers defense's throat, and I feel like that's a way where, look, you can definitely have some offensive success. You can create a rhythm and then keep your defense and your secondary, which has definitely been struggling off the field. So that, I think, is really big. And I think Alvin Kamara, this is a huge, intriguing matchup. And I think it's definitely something to watch because if the Panthers can stop Alvin Kamara, I think the Saints may have a lot of trouble. But I feel like Kamara is going to come up in here, have a huge game, and is going to be the reason that the Saints win this one. So I, I do think that this is probably the biggest matchup of the game here because how vital it is to the Saints' offense and also the Saints' defense, because if the Saints' offense could kind of take up that time of possession and control the ball a lot, that's going to help the defense a lot, too. So those are my three intriguing matchups there. So before we get into our group-by-group group preview, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dad Discussion Podcast. Between the NFL, college ball, and the World Series, there's no shortage of games to watch. With thousands of lines available on your favorite sports and events, you could turn your game day into payday with my bookie. If you're the type of guy who likes to back the big favorites, consider putting a couple in a parlay for a much bigger payout. Not only do parlays make meaningless games exciting, but more importantly, they give you a chance to turn ordinary bets into a real money maker. And don't forget about the underdogs. They have a ton of value, too. The thing about the NFL is that underdogs are never really dogs on Sunday. Every team truly has a chance to win, and you do too. Game spreads, championship futures, and player prop bets. It's never too late to get in on the action and start turning your sports knowledge into actual cash in your wallet. Sign up at MyBookie and when you do, use our promo code OVERTIME to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to $1,000. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start on your winning season. That's promo code OVERTIME for you to claim your bonus when you make your deposit. Stacked UFC cards, presidential prop bets, all the major sports, and more. Sign up today to begin your winning season exclusively at my bookie. Welcome back into the Who Dat discussion, and now we're going to get into our group-by-group group preview, where we look at each group between these two teams and see which one has the edge, the Saints or the Panthers. So we're going to start off here with the quarterbacks, and I'm going to take Breeze over Bridgewater here, as I think Breeze has really started to kind of hit his stride here in this 2020 season. I think that Again, even though he doesn't have the weapons here, I think he's going to have a gutsy performance and really come out and be able to put these receivers in spots where they can win. And I think that's something that's really, really big in this game. I think Brees is going to come out in here. I think he's going to be able to spread the ball around a lot, obviously feed Alvin Kamara a ton, probably feed Jared Cook a ton, but I feel like he's going to be able to hit a ton of different receivers and hopefully you're going to see him be successful because I really feel like this Panthers defense they're going to probably play a lot of man because they feel like those receivers cannot beat them one-on-one. So I feel like that's something that is really big because if you can't beat guys one-on-one, you're going to have to look into other areas of the game other than the wide receivers because you're going to have to look at Alvin Kamara winning one-on-one and they're probably going to double him. So that means it's really going to fall on Jared Cook and it's going to fall on Traquan Smith winning one-on-one. It's going to fall on Deontay Harris winning one-on-one. It's going to fall on Marquise Calloway winning one-on-one. And that's going to, I think, really kind of win the Saints this game, and I feel like Breeze is going to put them in positions to win. I think that being a veteran really helps in a situation like this, because he's done it before. He definitely knows what's going on, he's going to own it, and I feel like right now, Breeze, everyone wants to say that he can't throw the deep ball. I mean, he's looked really good these last few games. I know that the first half of the Chargers game, he didn't look so hot, but man, he came out in that second half, and really that two-minute drill in the second quarter, and he really hit his stride, had a great game, and I feel like this game, he could really build off of that. And what I'm really thinking with that, that may not be like a four touchdown game and 300 yards, but I feel like no picks being able to really feed Alvin Kamara, play to this team's strength, and they're going to get a win. And I feel like Bridgewater, I could see him doing something similar into this game because I feel like, I mean, kind of spoiler, but I feel like the Panthers going into this one have more weapons. But I feel like right now with Bridgewater, I feel like, again, he had one bad game. Against the Bears, and if you're the Saints, you're hoping to kind of build off that and really see what the Bears done, and really kind of force the issue. And I think that's something for with Bridgewater. I feel like everyone says that oh, Brees can't throw the ball downfield, but Bridgewater doesn't force it down the field either. So I feel like tackling is going to be really big. You know, getting into these playmakers' grill, I think is going to be something that's big because they're kind of a lot like the Saints. They're predicated on yards after the catch, getting the ball to their playmakers, which is great. But I feel like the Saints. This defense is kind of built to beat that. I feel like you have a lot of guys that are really good tacklers. You have guys that kind of go to the ball and, you know, with force. and do They just look like they're, you know, willing to be able to kind of stick to guys. I feel like more of the deep ball is going to kill the Saints. And maybe the Panthers now kind of change their game plan a little bit and throw the deep ball. I mean, they definitely will. But I feel like that's something that the Saints could... If they do those short passes, I feel like the Saints could definitely... Um, capitalize on that, and I feel like with Bridgewater, I feel like if you get a little pressure on him, I mean, I think that would help as well, but I feel like a lot of it's going to come down to tackling, and you know, in in that 10-yard area, are you going to be able to defend the Panthers receivers, and I feel like they definitely could, and look, they're going to try some deep shots with Robbie Anderson, with DJ Moore, but I feel like that is all predicated if they have success in the short short areas, because if they don't have success in the short areas, they won't be able to go deep. So again, I feel like that's something that the Saints are really going to have to kind of key in on. And with Bridgewater, I I think they could. And I think this is actually a game where the Saints defense can have some success here against an offense that definitely has looked pretty good. I mean, look, they're top 11 in yards. So that's something that is obviously really big there. But I feel like Breeze is going to have the better day. He's going to have the better um, stat line in this one. And again, I think that may help the Saints win this game a lot. So I'm going to take Breeze there, flipping it over to the skill position group. I'm going to go with the Panthers. I feel like the Panthers have better skill position players when the Saints are missing probably top of two of their three skill position players right now with Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders because what the Panthers are putting out there, I mean, Mike Davis has looked really good for this Panthers team. I'm not really worried about him because I feel like the Saints are really good against the run, so I'm not worried about him beating the Saints, but kudos to him because I feel like they're definitely going to use him in the offense after McCaffrey comes back, and I think he has looked like a really good running back so far when you know he's been able to get the touches here when McCaffrey was out and their receiving core is very solid here for the Panthers because obviously you have DJ Moore who I think is good and he continues to blossom which I think is something that is really good here for this Panthers team and that's something that here the Saints you got to be able to stop DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson because I feel like look they're not the Saints combo or like the Bucks combo with like Michael Thomas Emmanuel Sanders or Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, but they've looked really good this season. I mean, they've been able to definitely help Bridgewater move the ball down the field. I think they're both right now looking definitely very solid right now, and I think they've really kind of formed a pretty good duo because, like, DJ Moore is kind of that intermediate receiver, and obviously Robbie Anderson's the deep guy. I mean, right now, Robbie Anderson's has the 16th ranked wide receiver according to PFF, which I think is something that's obviously really uh, good for him, and he's definitely had a good year. I mean, going into last week, he had the most receiving yards out of anyone in the NFC South. I mean, who would have thought that? So that's definitely something that's really interesting with Anderson, as he's a guy that's had a lot of success here with his new team, which is something that is obviously really big for him. Because I mean, look at Emmanuel Sanders coming into the season wasn't, you know, like on the same page with Drew Brees, while Robbie Anderson was really able to kind of get on that same page with Teddy Bridgewater early. And he's been really, really good for their team. So again, that's Really, I think, important for the Panthers. Then you had Curtis Samuel was kind of their slot guy. Very shifty. Really solid receiver. I mean, their receiving core. I know they don't have, like, that alpha star number one top five receiver. But I feel like, look, that's a really solid core. And you could win with that core. And I feel like right now, that's something that I think the Saints definitely have to watch out for. The depth is there with them. I mean, also adding Seth Roberts is there as well. I mean, I I really think that the Saints in this game, they're going to have to play really good in the back end which is something and it's probably it's, it's probably not going to be like on the deep balls but even the short short game and those short passes set up the deep ball so i feel like look that has a lot to do with marshawn Lattimore, janoris jenkins you know cd Hughes, pj williams they're gonna have to step up because even though that they don't have this star receiver they have a lot of depth and they're gonna need to probably win a lot of one-on-one matchups so that's something that i think is definitely going to happen it have to happen, excuse me, for the Saints there. I mean, their tight ends aren't so great. I mean, Ian Thomas, I mean, it's nothing great there for the Panthers. And definitely they haven't found that like great tight end since Greg Olson, who, I mean, he's a player that just completely killed the Saints. So having him off the Panthers is definitely kind of a sight to see. But I feel like right now I'll take the Panthers over the Saints with, we already talked about it a ton with the Saints skill position group, besides Alvin Kamara and Jared Cook probably, again, it's not so great right now, I mean, look, you're missing your top two guys, so that's really gonna hurt, I mean, if if you take the top two guys for the Panthers, if you take DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson out for the Panthers, they definitely don't look so good, so, I mean, that's something that I feel like, even though the Saints, I feel like, have a lot of depth in that skill position group, right now, you gotta go with the Panthers, so that's what I feel there, Moving over to the offensive lines here, I'm going to take the Saints' offensive line. I feel like even though they're going to be without Nick Easton in this game, I think they have enough depth between Cesar Ruiz and also James Hurst, who's probably going to step in here, and both of those guys, I mean, whoever it is, I think they're going to be able to do a very, very good job. Not really worried about the interior there. I mean, I'm liking the Saints' tackles a lot. I think that they're just as good as last year. And I feel like Eric McCoy at center has been outstanding. So really like what the Saints are doing there. And then with the Panthers, their tackles have been really good this season with Taylor Morton and then Russell Okung. They've both been really good. But their interior has not been good outside of their center, Matt Paredes. But besides him, they have not looked as good on the interior. So I feel like Sheldon Rankins, David Onyemata, Malcolm Brown, expect them to have a big game because... You know, you're looking at the tackles. They've been very, very good on the exterior, but the interior of that old line, watch out for the Saints to get some pressure. That's kind of my bull take for this game. I think it's going to be a big day for Sheldon Rankin's David Onyemata here in this one, flipping it over to the defensive line. I'm also going to take the Saints in this one. I feel like the Saints defensive line is really starting to come along, and I think it's going to hit its stride, if not this week, then very, very soon, because I think Cameron Jordan has, I mean, I know didn't start so well, but I feel like he's starting to kind of catch fire. Marcus Davenport coming out really helped this Saints defense. Him having, it didn't have any sacks, but he had a few pressures and he, he really felt that difference. So definitely look out for Marcus Davenport to continue to get healthier and have big games for the Saints. And then also in the interior, as we were saying, I think they can have a really big, big game as well. Excuse me. And then also I almost forgot Trey Hendrickson who's been outstanding. Four and a half sacks here in only five games you definitely love to see that if you're the Saints. So again, I feel like the Saints defensive line has been really, really strong. And the Panthers right now really hasn't been great for them. I mean, you have Brian Burns, who has played good this season and solid, but again, he's not, to me, a guy that's going to wreck games here for the, for the Panthers. But I think overall, I mean, the Saints have played much better compared to the Panthers in like these recent weeks. I feel like really this last two weeks, I think the Saints are really starting to hit their stride. The Panthers definitely have had some struggles here on their defensive line, and I feel like the Saints are going to be able to take advantage of it, especially in the run game. I think that's kind of the biggest thing. I think in the run game, that's especially where the Saints are going to take off here in this one. The linebackers, I'm also going to take the Saints. I feel like right now the Panthers linebacking group without Luke Keekley has looked really, really bad, and you definitely see that loss. I mean, I feel like right now... They have probably looked the worst they've had since, like, before Luke Kuechly. I mean, that's definitely saying something that really shows his impact. To hear Whitehead has not been good. Shaq Thompson has not been good right now for them. And then Jeremy Chin, who's kind of that safety slash linebacker, he hasn't looked that good either, kind of been up and down. So even though the Saints haven't been, like, outstanding at linebacker, I mean, Demario Davis has looked outstanding. But besides him, like, Alex Anzalone's kind of been up and down, Zach Bond's shown some signs of life here in his rookie season, but again, another up and down player. What could give the Saints a boost is that Kiko Alonso will be returning from his injury off the pup list. So now he's going to be returning. That's obviously really big for the Saints if they want to play more base. So that's definitely something to look at as he's a good veteran player that hopefully won't be as up and down. He's going to be more of a steady player like he was last year, really good against the run. And I could definitely see the Saints having them in this game as more of a base-type linebacker. And that's definitely an improvement there from what they've had before. But they haven't played a lot of base. So, again, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But the Saints, I feel like, definitely have a better linebacking corps there. Over to the secondary, I think the Panthers have it. I mean, as much as, look, they may be without some cornerbacks. I mean, we don't really know yet. You have a few questionable. Obviously, you have Rasul Douglas on the COVID reserve list, so he won't be playing but overall, they've really surprised in this one, and you got to give it to the Panthers secondary. They've played really well, and I feel like right now, they're better than the Saints, even though the Saints have a lot more talent. The Saints haven't played to it, so you got to go with the Panthers right now. They've looked really good. I mean, Dante Jackson looks really good like a number one corner, which is great to see for him, and I feel like overall, I think that as much as you definitely feel like the Saints have more talent, but they haven't reached their potential yet. And that's why, I mean, you got to take the hotter secondary here with the Panthers. They've played well. And that's why I'm going to take the Panthers in this one. And then moving over to the special teams and coaching, I'm going to take the Saints here in both categories. I feel like starting off with special teams, Will Lutz looks outstanding this year. I mean, he's a guy that's kind of an unsung kind of player for the Saints, and he's looked outstanding here early in the season. And then Thomas said, I'll take him as well of what the Panthers are doing right now. Because look, I mean, right now, the Panthers with their kickers, it seems like Joey Sly will play this game as he was activated off of the COVID reserve list. And I mean, he's kind of, I mean, he's been pretty good, but I feel like definitely the better kicker is Will Lutz. And then Michael Pilardi, the punter. Again, I feel like right now, Morstead's better than him. But he's not bad, but I feel like Morstead's better. And then kick returner, punt returner. I'm going to go with Deontay Harris over Farrell Cooper. And I feel like both guys definitely have a lot of talent. Deontay Harris has been able to show that all-pro talent, that Pro Bowl talent more recently. But both guys, to me, are, you know, pretty solid here. And I think that it's going to be interesting to see which one has a bigger impact for this game. Because, I mean, both of these guys have that Pro Bowl, all-pro talent. And it's going to be interesting to see how these special teams units kind of Um, strategize against that and kind of see what they're able to do. Are they going to punt to these guys? Are they going to kick to these guys? It's going to be very interesting. And then also, shout out Marquise Callaway for the Saints, because when Deontay Harris was out, he looked really good. And I feel like he can also be kind of a kick return punt returner for the Saints, which is definitely another really good weapon here for the team. And then coaching... Again, I feel like Matt Rule is a good coach, but he's still a rookie coach, and I'm going to take kind of a legendary coach with Sean Payton over Rule right now. Rule has definitely looked good here for the Panthers, as I think they are definitely kind of going above their potential and what they were expected for this season so far. So he's looked good. I mean, Payton, a little questionable about the play calling, but look, he's got his guys ready to play, which is obviously really big, and that's definitely a big kind of thing here, especially coming out of the bye. He knows how to win coming out of the bye. And that's something that I'm going to kind of take here. And especially without having your top two weapons, he's going to be able to strategize and get, you know, the right players open for the Saints. So I'm going to take Sean Payton in that too. So overall score in this one, I'm going to go the Saints scoring 33, Panthers scoring 27, and the Saints win this game. And by six points. And I think that really this game, I think the Saints are going to be able to score over 30 points again. I think Alvin Kamara is going to have a huge game in this one. And I think that this Saints defense is going to do just enough against Teddy Bridgewater and the Panthers I think that Robbie Anderson will probably beat them for a deep ball you know DJ Moore will probably have a few catches for them but I think overall the Saints are going to win this game and I feel like it's going to be close it's going to be a division matchup it's definitely going to be an edge of your seat type game but I feel like the Saints are going to win this game and I think they're really going to power through this so I have them winning this game 33-27. It may come down to kind of a final drive type scenario. Maybe it will be 30-27. to 27. It's going to be very, very close, but I feel like the Saints will come out on top in this one. So with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Who Dad Discussion, you should definitely follow us on all of our social media platforms. So That means on Twitter, you could follow us at the Who you could follow me personally on Twitter at Andrew Galata. And then on Instagram, you could follow the podcast at Hoodat Discussion. And just one more thing you can listen to the Hoodat Discussion wherever you get all of your other podcasts. So that means iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. On iTunes, definitely leave that five star review. That would be really, really helpful for me in growing this podcast. But with all that said, I wanted to say thank you guys for listening. Turn it loose. And who that?